You're tuned in to Beltway Beef, official commentary of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Policy Division here in Washington, D.C. I'm Chase Abs, and we're talking with Colin Woodall, NCBA Vice President of Government Affairs. Now, Colin, yesterday the Senate reauthorized mandatory price reporting through 2020. This is a, a reauthorization that comes up every five years and uh, gives transparency to the market. But unfortunately, the Senate approved their version without a critical provision. The critical provision that's missing is the emergency authority language that would basically make mandatory price reporting an essential function of government, meaning that in the case of government shutdown, these market reports would still be published. When you go back to 2013, the last government shutdown we had during that entire time frame, we didn't have any market access reports. And so unfortunately, not only did you have a tool not available for producers to use in making marketing decisions, but it also had an impact on everything from uh, calculating different uh, contracts, the CME, to a lot of the uh, the branded programs and the contracts associated with them as well. So it had a, a ripple effect throughout all the beef marketing chain. And while this uh, provision did not render this a necessary government function for producers, price reporting and transparency is a necessity. Price reporting is a necessity to allow that transparency needed to make sure that cattle producers know what the market's about, know what's going on, what the value of their cattle are, and to be able to make the decisions that are best for them. That's why it boggles the mind to us that Senator Stabenow, who is the ranking Democrat on the Senate Agriculture Committee and somebody who should be looking out for producers, is the one responsible for pulling that emergency authority out of the Senate version. We just don't understand why she would do that because it really does cause producers to be the ones that lose because they will not have access to that information. It will not have the information they need to market their cattle, and that's unfortunate. And we have a short time frame here, the end of the fiscal year, September 30th. This needs to be reauthorized, uh, and this action and not including that essential provision is going to make this uh, uh, go back to the House, and they're going to have to reconcile the, the two versions of the bill. That's right. The House has to reconsider this because their version had the emergency authority included. So since the Senate version does not, the House has to pass it once again. And so, as you said, they are on a very tight timeline. They have to get it done by the middle of next week or this program expires, and we uh, do not want that to happen. Let's change gears. A little bit of a, uh, a mixed blessing coming out today from the Department of the Interior. They've announced that they will not list the sage-grouse as an endangered species, which of course is a, is a decision made uh, well, within the, well within the parameters of the recovery of that species. But also, uh, they did say they were going to put in uh, some uh, very prescriptive government language. There's always a catch when you're dealing with the federal government, Chase, and unfortunately that's exactly what we're seeing here. We are very pleased that the Department of Interior decided not to list the sage grouse. That's exactly what we have been pushing for for quite some time. But to then step back and impose mandated prescriptive land use restrictions on producers is just completely unacceptable. The whole reason why the sage grouse was not listed is because of all the voluntary efforts that have already been put in place to restore 4.4 million acres of sage grouse habitat. We've been able to show that we can do that without the government stepping in. So unfortunately, what they are doing with these land use restrictions is not going to help the bird, but it is going to give control of the West to the government, which is what they continue to push for. And many of these prescriptive restrictions that the government is putting in place, stubble height and whatnot, uh, these, are, these are provisions that uh, really the private industry, the private ranchers are already, uh, already taken care of and already are included in uh, many of our conservation practices that we have in place right now. 
That's the best point, Chase, is because we as an industry for years now have been voluntarily putting in all of these uh, resources to develop and maintain and to preserve the habitat for this sage grouse. And as we have seen with this non-listing, it's been successful. So I think that alone should have shown the federal government that we can do this, that we don't need their help. But as usual with the federal government, they're always looking for an excuse to have more control over producers in particular. And with these land use restrictions, that's exactly what they're going to get. They're going to require that land users spend more time complying with federal mandates rather than actually farming and ranching. Now, the National Cattlemen's Beef Association and the Public Lands Council have been calling for some time to uh, uh, reevaluate and uh, renew the Endangered Species Act in a way that actually works to preserve species. As you say, voluntary efforts have, have shown real success uh, for the sage grouse, which isn't listed, whereas so many listed species uh, have been on there for decades with absolutely no impact to their actual status, and so this uh, only has to renew those calls. The Endangered Species Act is fundamentally flawed, and it has to be changed in order to make it effective. We know as an industry that the Endangered Species Act is not going away, but we can fix it. We can change it. And fortunately, we have a friend and the chairman of the House Resources Committee, Congressman Bishop, who is willing to take on that fight. So we're going to continue to work with him to see what we can do. It's going to be hard to get anything done in this administration, but we only have about 15 months left of this administration. We'll be able to look at a new White House that may be willing to actually do do something that helps these animals rather than just putting more layers of bureaucratic red tape into an already complicated system. Thanks, Colin. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. We hope to see you at the 2016 Cattle Industry Convention and NCBA Trade Show January 27th to the 29th in San Diego, California. But in the meantime, until we meet again, eat beef and check us out online at beltwaybeef.com or visit beefusa.org.